0: Hello! Welcome to the Mindless Media Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Simon, and I am joined by... Lucy Bug. And today we're talking about Taika Waititi's boy in our 13th episode, which is an unlucky number, so hopefully this isn't going to be shit. Fingers (laughs) crossed. Don't jinx it. Um, But yeah, we're talking about boy Taika Waititi's third or fourth kind of... uh, No, no, it was his... Second feature length film. Um and it was I I really enjoyed it. I don't know what you thought.
1: I really liked it. I yeah. Great film I thought. I feel like I realised I was thinking about it, sorry I'm talking over you, but every week I'm like, Yeah, I loved it. I <laughs> don't like I don't <laughs> love every film. I just I don't think there's been a film yet that I've been like, oh, I didn't like to *All the Boys. No, um, so I just feel like I catch myself always saying I love
0: the film. The next film we watch, I'm going to make sure is a film that you hate. I'm going to make it the worst film we could possibly watch. Oh, um too. Over at Minus Media Podcast, we dissect the political conversations, themes, messages of a movie, and so we're going to do that today with Taika Waititi's Boy. Is a movie about surprisingly a boy. Um, who's growing up in the 1980s in New Zealand. Um, He's into Michael Jackson. Uh, He's into kind of lots of Western pop culture, which I think we'll talk about uh, when we get into the dissection. Um, And his... uh, The description I'm reading says wacky father. Absentee father, Alameen. Wacky. um, (laughs) uh, Who's wasted his potential. um, Comes in and looks after... Um, Boy and his younger brother Rocky, Um, Rocky who just kind of spends the movie pretending he has supernatural powers. Um, They all just kind of like you know live their life for a bit. Uh, Alamine has just come back from robbing a prison, and so he's he's just like he is deadbeat dad. You know he is deadbeat dad. Um, But after kind of recalling uh, that boy's. Understanding of his father is wrong. That he, he acknowledges that his father is kind of a bit of a deadbeat, um, and he grows into understanding himself more. Uh, and so does Rocky. I'm not sure. Um, is that was that a good description? I don't know if that was a good description. No, too. I think
1: I think that kind of gets the gist of the movie, isn't it? It's just like his absentee father like coming back and all sort of what happens, like the way they change and stuff. I don't know if Rocky necessarily like understands himself anymore by the end of it. I feel like he, he's just kind of they. I think they bond, but I don't know. Like
0: his his storyline's a weird one. It's one of the because we were talking in the kind of the pre-show conversation, um, and we'll get more into the politics. But it, the, the the movie overall, I think one of Taika Waititi's uh, brilliance, what what makes him such a brilliant creator, um, is that he just wants to tell funny stories. I think the politics creeps in um but before we can really dissect the politics of it all i think it, it it deserves just kind of being spoken about as a thing um and i want to i like this movie but rocky confused me um i don't i don't get why he's there i don't get what he does um i kind of understand his relation to the world around him and there, there is some politics to kind of be seeked from there, but in a storytelling perspective, on its own, I, I was, I was confused.
1: Um, I don't know. I, I don't I've kind of thought about it that much. Like his purpose, I kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. He doesn't necessarily have much of a story purpose. It's more, it's the stuff about like their mum and about, um. So, I don't know if we said this, I should probably actually say, but like his Rocky, when their mum was having Rocky, she died. So he says he has superpowers because that's what killed his mum, basically. That's what they say to him. So, like, that's like a message there and like a thing, but I feel like they don't necessarily tell that story. That's just sort of like a thing that's in the background, do they? Hmm.
0: It's, it, I mean, it's it's interesting watching him reconcile with he how he feels like it how he feels responsible for his his mother's death and i think like a lot of kids grow up feeling responsible for things that are out of their control um talking to people who say their parents have split up um it's they kind of have this feeling of responsibility if that happened before uh during or after like their birth. Um but whilst Boy kind of gets this ending, Rocky doesn't does Alamine Alamine kinda does.
1: I think he gets quite a nice ending. Sort of like them all at the grave is quite a nice bit of closure in a mm. way. And even though they're quite like they're still mad at Alamine for like everything he did when he wasn't there and when he was there. Like I think, I think it, they do get kind of a bit of like development and sort of realization of like what's going on in their relationships and stuff. It's yeah, so it, it's quite a nice ending.
0: Mm, he for the for the fact that he's a guy who didn't. Um didn't really face the death of his wife. Like, you think he was there and that he ran off. And um, the reality of the situation is that not only did he run off, he wasn't there at her death. Um, He wasn't there at the birth of his second son. Um, And finally, he's kind of sitting there crying, kind of acknowledging everything. And that kind of... I guess, you know, if we're talking about Rocky, we're talking about, like, escapism and everything else. And uh, who surprisingly features heavily in this movie for you what what pop culture figure um <laughs> is like oh they're talking about him quite a bit
1: michael jackson is a very <laughs> central point of this film it was set in 1984
0: yeah yeah but it's it's odd because it like you know it's very difficult to watch anything um that features uh, somebody who's been the point of controversy and not think about that controversy. Like I cannot watch a Kevin Spacey movie without thinking about the controversy surrounding Kevin Spacey. Yeah, definitely. Um, back in two thousand and ten, when this movie was made, there was there the controversy wasn't the same as it is now that like the Sky Atlantic HBO documentary came out and every documentary is a loose, loosely word
1: um but also like i don't know because of the setting you do kind of i think you do kind of forget that he is like that now he's obviously a very controversial person like touched up children stuff possibly i guess
0: it, you're, what you're, you're right in saying that it's a sign of the times it's one thing that i think is to to kind of jump onto to the politics of it all um one thing that is interesting is just how much in this world inhabited by the indigenous people of New Zealand, uh, Western culture is such a big influence. Um, There are so many different elements of it all uh, where, you know, he's referenced and he's called the Fonz. The first quote from the movie is a quote from Steven Spielberg's E.T., which is... That's brought up again a couple of times, I'm, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, E.T.
1: does come up a few times, weirdly. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of um, bits of Western culture throughout the film.
0: And it's, I, I don't know, when did you, I don't know when you watched this movie. Uh, but,
1: like, last week, like last weekend. Okay. Saturday.
0: Uh, do you, do you remember the first, like, not the first quote of the movie, but it opens with Boy telling his class a story. Do you remember what? he's talking about.
1: He's talking about his dad, isn't he? He's saying like, that his dad like does loads of important stuff. Or is that not his speech? That's just a conversation he has.
0: No, that is, that is his speech. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's a series. It starts with his speech and then it's conversations with somebody else. But at the back of the class, the quote or the thing that he is talking about is, who am I? Um, and... I think to to begin what what is like a really oddly complex conversation about like identity and everything else, um, there is there is this kind of reference and and, and even you know because it's not just it's not just boy, but it's also the kid who kind of semi bullies boy is kind of like you know they're uh, boys who just kind of get on don't get on, um, but he is he's wearing kind of the Michael Jackson. Uh, thriller outfit through the whole movie, um, and it's I don't know if 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 you do if if to what extent you believe that pop culture is a part of lots of people's ide- identities, different people's identities, or whether it's specific to Taika Waititi's um, community or Indigenous people in general. Like, is there a place where pop culture has more of an influence than others, or is it a surprise that pop culture is an influence?
1: Um, that's actually really interesting, like sort of as a I don't know how to frame it but like comparing how much influence pop culture has because like it's a really hard thing to quantify and like in title with EG's films, in this and I think Hunt for the World of people there's a there's not loads of it, but I think there is the beginning bits about like because he names his dog he names his dog like Tupac mm. not for the world of people, like there's references in both in, like a few type of TV films and I think I don't I don't know, would be like I don't really know enough about like indigenous, indi, indi, indigenous like New Zealand culture to tell you what it's like, but like I think definitely it's used as a way of sort of framing it and using almost like a contrast and a way of finding like an identity where your sort of community fits into like the wider world, whereas like mm. in in sort of like the like Western communities like where like us um, like we don't necessarily have as big of a thing of like trying to work out where it fits in like it's sort of we've just like naturally not naturally that sounds wrong but it's like it's just sort of ingrained rather than something that you kind of go out of your way and have these like hyper obsessions with people like boy does with michael jackson i don't know if that makes sense
0: i i think it does make sense it's an interesting it's something i've been uh dealing with internally for a while because i think the question of who am i uh which is what boy is is answering at the beginning is something that different people have to ask themselves in different ways um it's a very difficult question to answer and it's not something that can be put in words but something that is just kind of feeling feeling uh, like belonging um and like i i I don't know how how one expresses um i guess their belonging is because you know i think for for us in in the western world um it's as easy as going yeah this thing this thing that that is really popular this is mine this is my thing uh i am a uh i am I'm a lover of film or uh, I really love Idris Elba and that is, that is a part of my identity whereas in you are like, yeah, I'm a cumber bitch and and I don't don't know what else you, uh, I don't know what else, but it, like, there is certainly, I don't there is certainly an extent to which our identities are based off of what we like and I don't know, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, I don't know if you agree or not, like.
1: No, um, definitely, I think it's a big, it's a big part of like, friendships and things like that and the people you associate yourself with are like largely based off of what you like and what you do and I think the sort of transition between school and uni is one of the points like in my life so far where that's been the most relevant to me because it's like Mm. you find people like you're basically just thrown with people like in terms of flatmates and then coursemates it's kind of just coincidence it's just like whoever randomly sits next to you at the first lecture and then someone that they've met (laughs) Well, that's how it went, basically. So, like, us. Uh, and I think sort of knowing what you like and sort of shaping who you are around that definitely like influences how you interact with people and to an extent how you see yourself. But I think it varies for a lot of people. I don't know. Like, I think some people really base personality and identity around, like, being really into, say, like, anime or, or like, metal mm. or... Whatever, whereas some people it's kind of just like a side part of their identity. It's, like it's they're more about sort of who I don't. I was gonna say who they are, but it doesn't really can't answer who am I by no, who but, you are. But
0: but no, I I think that's, there is there, and I think you you grasp at what it what I'm, I was trying to say in that like your identity to a large degree isn't something that you can articulate, but. And I think this is where I wanted to go in the first place. Is um, when there when there are questions about your identity, be that from without or within. Um, when the world around you uh, questions your identity, or when internally you 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 don't know who you are, um, I think it very much becomes about what you do and what you and and your obsessions and everything else. I think it's why and and somebody can can shoot me down. Uh, either you or, or the uh, listener can can say no. I think you're wrong, but I certainly see this within uh, d- young people d- developing, growing with them- themselves, uh, being a part of the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, in that they join like online forums and and start talking, and and it's like, oh, you like um wearing plaid t-shirts and and coloring things well i will will i will develop an interest in plaid t-shirts and coloring in things that's a real generalization no but but definitely i I think
1: you're right i think it doesn't apply to everyone hmm. by any means like i don't think that i have ever been one of those kids (laughs) but (laughs) like there's definitely a thing there's definitely something to be said about how internet kind of culture and just sort of in general, like latching onto one part of your identity and then associating like certain interests with it, just like because that's sort of who you are, I guess, like,
0: mm. or who you want to be, or who you be. want to be,
1: yeah. But sort of along the lines of LGBT culture and then like liking like stereotypical things like plaid t shirts or certain TV shows, and then but also along the lines of like something that i had like growing up is saying that i'm someone who's like into music and then feeling a lot of like you have to like certain bands to say you're a music person Like you can't be a music person and like not have listened to i don't know like a full joy division album you can't say you're into like (laughs) indie rock if you haven't i don't know like there's certain like almost... I, I
0: can't be a film nerd without having watched Shawshank Redemption exactly. which by the way I have not watched
1: exactly there's like things that <laughs> it's almost like qualifying like sort of validating yourself as whatever identity you're sort of trying to fit yourself into there's mm. like um, hurdles almost I don't think hurdles is the right word but
0: well it, I think it, I it, it think almost I mean. it does present itself as a hurdle and this is not where I thought this was going but this is a very interesting thing in that because we're you know if this conversation starts off um and but sorry before i get to this point uh the reason i say the, the, the where that thought came from was love simon i think one of the 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 i don't love that movie uh but one of the better parts of that movie is when simon is like okay i'm gay, cool let me now like dress in a certain way. And he's like, no, okay, this isn't for me. And I'm like, that's a good message. That's a great thing to tell people. Yeah, you you know, be whoever you are, but that doesn't have to subscribe to the way other people see you. Um, but where what you're saying is a hurdle is when you deal, I mean, like kind of we're saying, speaking broadly with um, subcultures and everything else, but looking at this movie, uh, looking at it from the perspective that these are indigenous uh, Maui, uh, people living kind of outside of the city, outside of of um, the Western society that has colonialized, uh, col- not colonialized, colonized and and lit- taken up uh, seating in 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 this place. Um, it becomes a hurdle when you are an outsider and when you have to justify your existence uh, by subscribing to uh the dominant culture and the 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 um media of the dominant dominant culture so i've been i've i've done this but like my friend who is portuguese uh you know will be sitting down talking about sherlock and a firstly people need to like recognize that conversations like that talking just broadly about um Broadly about things that are specific to where you were from can alienate people. Um, I, you know, I don't want to talk about um, uh, what's a what's a really British Great British Bake Off. You know, like if if we sat in a room just me and you, and then somebody who was from Germany came in, and we we sat for two hours talking about Great British Bake Off, we need to recognise that that isn't that's going to be a conversation that not everybody can engage in.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't. Yeah. I don't really know what to say. That uh, other than like. Yeah. That. Like. It's not necessarily. I think a big part of the influence that culture has on identity, in like, might like more in terms of the film of like them, the like Maori culture, like sort of fitting in around the colonial, like the colonized. I said colonialized as well. the like kind of colonized New Zealand like it's not necessarily that you're choosing to have culture sort of be so influential to your identity but it's just sort of something that happens and if sort of you bring stuff up that people won't be aware of then like not necessarily like if we were talking about Great British Bake Off that's not a big part of either our identities but if we were talking about that with someone that was Portuguese in the room, we are, like, inst- instantly, like, that identifies that person as different to us. Yes. Just sort of based on what they know. Even mm. if it's not something that... Like, if someone said, who are you? One of the things I wouldn't say is a person who likes <laughs> to be the, beh- the beh-
0: <laughs> No, yeah. But I, it's... I, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll need to really speak to somebody who has lived outside of the quote unquote West or outside of Britain, um, who's come in to, to to qualify this information, but or this belief. But um, I think when because it, it's I think that's the thing is it's not just one thing, you know, I don't think anybody in the 80s was walking around singularly talking about Michael Jackson. Uh, and 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 I'm you know the argument isn't that hey us constantly talking about Michael Jackson is imposing our culture on on others but there is I think there's an expectation for people to fit in to the way we see the world and that often means that um, kind of like we were saying before with the hurdles uh, that it, you know it it's then okay I don't belong so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna watch every single bloody michael jackson thing I'm gonna, and i'm gonna watch the fonds because he's cool and et and all of this is going to beca- become a part of who i am and, and what i am and we see that with um her f- her father boy's dad when he's like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make lots of money i'm gonna go live in the city and um you know i'm gonna take you to watch michael jackson like all of this is is distancing himself from his own culture and kind of becoming a part of of this like western ideal
1: yeah yeah i think yeah i don't really know what else to say on that but it is, it is you're right that it's more about um it's not about we forced him to listen to michael jackson but it's about okay if that's like part of what it means then i'm gonna like go to the extreme is it almost mm-hmm. and like become hyper fixated on it just to sort of be able to try and be able to relate more.
0: Hmm. What's... Is there a solution, I say from our end as if we are a monolith, but from the end of people who say are from, uh, or herald from kind of the the dominant culture group, uh, what would you you say is the solution or trying to not alienate people?
1: Mm. Hmm obvious sort of thing that you'd say is like trying to create spaces for sort of art and film and stuff from other cultures to sort of be seen and recognised in like the mainstream Um, and like to an extent like things like Parasite getting the Oscar this year like is quite a good example of that of like a Korean film winning like it's not a Western Oscar but like that was sort of culturally different I don't know how to say you know what I mean yeah like Parasite winning that getting it that recognition like sort of accepting that we're like it's not all about us it's not Mm. like Western films aren't the only films that exist and people sort of some kind of way of getting people to watch films that are, like, in different languages and not sort of see that as a weird thing. Like, foreign films isn't a genre, but it's Mm. it's treated as a genre. Mm. And, like, people will say, no, I won't watch that film because it's got subtitles. And I think we've had this discussion before with Spirited Away of just, like, people will instantly rule it out. And I think it's... I think part of it is to do with finding a way that we can make people sort of not do that in a way of showing that it's like an option. I don't really
0: know No, I, I see what you're saying, and we spoke we spoke about it definitely with Spirited Way, but also last week when we were talking about the Oscars, like also kind of fixing the Oscars and everything else. Yeah. Um but no, I like it's I agree it's certainly showing other people's cultures, um, and the way they live. And I, I, I think I impl- I I love Taika Waititi for doing that because he is, he's just like his movie collection is so diverse and it really shows the diversity. He is a, a Jewish Maui um, person, part um, indigenous to New Zealand, um, partly um, also I, yeah, I, I dislike the fact that we have to clarify whether somebody is either a New Zealander or an indigenous New Zealander. And it's, I have this issue when we discuss um, uh, trans people. So, you will say somebody is a, um, a trans woman rather than just a woman. So it's like that add-on is like you know, like trans. Like not, it's like fine, they're like we'll 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 acknowledge your existence, but you are like, you're like you're
1: you're a trans woman. You are not yeah. a woman. And the sort of the idea you're different. That a trans woman is a different thing to a cis woman when it's yes. not. And I think that's one of those things that like. Will go away with time, or like people hope will go away with time. It's like as people come to accept it more, and you will just like see women as women and not put that kind of barrier in it. Hmm. But I don't know if that will change in terms of what you were saying about like a New Zealander or like an indigenous New Zealander. Well, no, this wasn't really I... the point, I just found it interesting. no, no, <laughs> but
0: that that was that was the, the, the point. The point was that is that we like it's that the dominant group, the invader. Uh, is allowed to be called a New Zealander, but somebody who, uh, by rights, was from there f- from start, uh, has this kind of like little caveat at the beginning, this prefix, um, which, which, I d- d- kind of to some extent diminishes the extent to which they are seen as really a part of the culture. They're like this. That's the split off. That's those are those guys. You know, we were successful in killing most of them with smallpox and guns, but eh, we'll leave the rest of them there. They don't really have rights. Like, you know, an indigenous Canadian person or indigenous to Native American to... The, to Like, yeah. They're just American. Anyway, that that rant is unnecessary. Um, but it's... That bothers me. I don't... That... that <laughs> really had nothing to do with the film. Um, what were we talking about before this?
1: I really can't remember. I was thing um oh I, just like the display, yeah. like, like showing maori culture like maori culture in films like type yeah. doing that all the time
0: yeah but in a way that that is 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 in no way kind of abiding by by one specific one specific monolithic idea of what it is to be um a maui person like what 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 happens in what we do in the shadows? What is what what goes um, on in there? It's
1: about vampires, so it's <laughs> not really about the same thing. Um, it's a mockumentary about uh, this group of vampires and like just doing stupid stuff basically. It, and
0: is it set in New Zealand? It's set in
1: New Zealand, but I don't think you can necessarily use it as like <laughs> example of New Zealand culture, just because. No, but it's about vampires. But I... But, but I I think
0: that's I think that's a part of it. Yeah. Like I think I think not like you know like you're saying you know for, um uh international foreign language film is a genre in itself. Like you there shouldn't be one specific way of being like hey this is what it's like to be in New Zealand. Yeah, like
1: true. good point. You know
0: a New Zealand movie can be about vampires. A New Zealand movie his his first movie which I cannot remember what it's called. I think it's called Shark. E- and eagle
1: versus Shark. Eagle. I've not Eagle seen that. versus I Shark
0: it looks interesting but that's like that's about geek really like geek nerd culture relationshipy quirky comedy thing yeah yeah um absolutely. It, like it, it's just as much you don't you don't like a movie uh, uh, i know i'll use the, the word africa to, to to talk about the continent in the monolithic term in the same way that a lot of western people do um But like an African movie to to really bastardize um, any legitimate statement. Um, An African movie doesn't have to be about bongos and drums and everything else. Like a love story that's set in um, Algeria or uh, I'm trying to I I want to say Nairobi, but Nairobi is a country, not a a city. Uh, All of my geography is out the window. Can you name me a city in Africa, please?
1: Uh, I you, I'm terrible <laughs> at geography, <laughs> I like, genuinely don't think I could. Um,
0: one second. Cairo. Uh, I'm gonna Egypt try. Is in one Africa. second. Egypt is in Africa, so Cairo, but I said it's the Africa. north. Hold on, I'm just gonna. Okay. Cairo. Yeah. You're making me doubt my geography.
1: I was like, no, that's right. No, no, you were right.
0: What? I just wanted to go for something a bit further south.
1: Oh, Sorry. I, okay. I Here we
0: go. <laughs> so. Yeah, a, a love story set in Abuja, which is in Nigeria, um, it's the capital, is, you know, that's just as much uh, an, an African movie as, and lots of people, the first thing they will think of now when they think of African movie, um, they'll talk about fucking Black Panther, I which... I
1: but say that was what, what I was thinking
0: about. Yeah, but, but even then, like, whilst having a large African-American cast, and I'm sure there'll be some people who directly herald... Uh, from Africa, um, that's not really depicting the life of people who live in Africa. Like, yeah, it and it's it's unsettling to think that a lot of people will believe that. A lot of you go like, oh my god! So like, all of those African people walk around in like fucking netting skirts, and they go like Wakanda forever, and 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 you know, it's depicting the indigenous people's or depicting people others um, it's far more complex than just uh, hey this guy plays the drums
1: (laughs) you know yeah no I know what you mean And yeah like thinking about that I guess the thing with what we do in the shadow is, is like it's not because it's about vampires you aren't associating it with like New Zealand like indigenous I don't think it is particularly like they're not all indigenous like Maori people in that film but it's one of those things where you're not necessarily associating it with it specifically but the sort of little things things like mannerisms and traditions that they talk about because obviously they're vampires and they're like (laughs) 400 years old um Mm. the sort of cultural things that they'll mention i can't think of any examples but i remember i sort of remember it as a thing Of Mm. like cultural examples that they will talk about that happened like 200 years ago in New Zealand like as Mm. a British person watching it you don't get which I think is a big thing with like TV shows and sort of stuff in general like even like the difference between British and American TV and sometimes you'll watch American TV and they reference stuff and you're just like I don't know what that is like I'm sure that would (laughs) have been hilarious if I was American Mm. And I'm sure that Americans watching like Friday Night Dinner would have no fucking <laughs> clue what was going on, like half the time.
0: American in America, their biggest thing with British TV shows isn't even like cultural references, but more the way we speak. Um, both with The Bodyguard um, and uh, Gangs of London, which is a TV show my mother and I watched a couple weeks ago. That was very good. Um, reading reviews from the states, they're just like nah nah i can't i can't handle it i, I can't handle it they're like oi governor what you doing uh and and um just really they can't get with any like anything that is not um is it pr or rp it's rp, RP. Right? yeah um which kind of uh, getting back with the movie as well america as a producer of content has such a huge influence on things, on the way we see things, on the way we speak and and, and, and what we know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't um, mean, like. Yeah, correct.
0: Yeah, no, sorry. That's, yeah, that's kind of taken as a given. No, I'm just, I'm just because you mentioned it and I'm thinking to, like, you're saying like, oh, yeah, you know, you watch an American TV show and you're like, I'm sure that would be funny if I got the reference. For me, I watch an American TV show and I get it because I've consumed so much like, I I remember watching *Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, I could repeat the script of entire episodes. <laughs> um, and so somebody would mention Paul Revere and I'd be like, yeah, I know who that is because of Zack and Cody or because of Hannah Montana or because yeah, of this thing. Yeah, good
1: point, actually.
0: Um, there are history lessons that, you know, people were sitting in, in some kids' TV show and I'm like, cool, now I have that useless fact. Um, yeah, before, I think...
1: I think that might have been yeah. a part of me growing up as a CBBC kid and, like, not having... <laughs> like, I didn't watch American TV, really. Like, films... No, no Disney Channel? I didn't have Disney. I only had Freeview, So I had CBBC <sighs> and CITV, basically. But um I didn't watch... No iCarly? No. I didn't watch American shows, really, until, like, Friends. Or You've never seen iCarly? I've seen it. No, I've seen it. And CITV okay. played um, some of the... Like Nickelodeon shows on reruns, okay. like I watched Big Time Rush, but it wasn't a part of my life, like growing that's up. So really I think I don't much get much a lot of the references okay. that people get. Well it's the Biggest fucking <laughs> <World problem. So. laughs> yeah,
0: no, but it's, but that's, I think that's a part of, um, that's that's a part of the the movie um, as well, because obviously you know I'm, I'm sure that kid wasn't watching Hannah Montana. Both because it was 1984, also because, uh, you know, network uh, television, uh, I don't even think it was a thing in the 80s. I'm getting, I'm, I'm putting myself too much into a, a hole here. What I'm saying is that, t- to that extent, um, you know those kids won't be watching, kids uh, far away won't be watching um, Hannah Montana. But they will still be consuming the free American television Uh, that is shown abroad Um, and it's it's to anybody interested in making stuff like I think they should have that in mind I think we need to have the global uh, world film and like TV market in mind because you really can make uh, a ideological difference in 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 what we show on TV
1: <laughs> just sort of went silent. I didn't know if you were finished. Um, yeah, I well, I, d- I was kind of like, is he going to say anything else? It was just saying <laughs> it, was going on. it
0: just cut me off. Um, yeah.
1: Um, I agree that it's important and it's something that can make a really big difference to sort of show stuff. To make TV that even if it is American TV that's or sort of being consumed by the rest of the world, but American TV that kind of acknowledges that American culture isn't everything. Like I think yeah. a lot of there's not like an awareness, and it's, obviously it's quite hard. Like a TV show doesn't need to be about everything all at once. It's kind of something that comes up a lot of like you don't have to address everything at once. Like you can't mm. be a film about race and about sexuality and about mental health and blah, blah, blah. But I think just sort of an awareness that there is an outside world and there is like other stuff going on that I think there just isn't in a lot of TV well, shows. I don't know s- if that's like a, skins. that is a big generalization, but.
0: Well, but like, you know, because we, 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 uh, we've we we we've been talking about it and I'm sure the more stuff we watch, the, the uh, better equipped we will be. But think like things like Skins, uh, the, from the first episode, it's not about being a young Muslim kid but they give time i think they give like two minutes to 45 seconds worth of time to be like yeah cool and whilst all our white characters were doing this we have one muslim kid who's actually currently off praying for like the the third time that day yeah um and i like just that is one. just th- that's it like that's kind of what i hope people do that's
1: all you need and i think Skins. I don't want to like make this conversation about Skins again because we did that. But like, one Skins with all its problems. Like, one thing it does well is casual representation. I think, just like having a Muslim character and showing him praying, as like a thing, and mm. it shows his relationship with his parents a bit as well. And they do like an episode, a series of each person. Like, it's very much a we've not just got this character here for representation. Like, he, he is actually like
0: doing muslim things <laughs> mm. it's it's the next step and i'm sure either some academic has already written about this if not then i'll jot these ideas down but there seems to be and a kind of linking to our conversation last week um a place where we evolve through how we represent people's Uh, Firstly, you, like, normalise them being on screen as kind of, like, background characters, as as people who don't really say much. Then you give them a couple lines, maybe there's a story that involves them, maybe they're the murder victim and you start talking about their culture in, I don't know, fucking CSI or... What's a British crime show? Oh, crime show? Yeah, like, where they solve murders and shit. No, no, is
1: it Sherlock?
0: Yeah, fine, yeah, you start talking about, like, you know... (laughs) Um, Sherlock and and Irish culture. I don't know. I'm trying to pick out another minority group that could live in the UK. Um, and that's kind of the first stage. And then they're supporting characters. And then maybe you give them a movie for like you know the first time. And then you wait ten years and then give them another movie. And um, kind of all of that. I we are building to a point of which representation representation can be a huge thing um i just hope it doesn't take too long like i hope i I hope my kids don't have to be talking about poor representation in movies
1: yeah Yeah. no definitely it's something that feels like it's not gonna happen like not feels like it's not gonna happen that that was massively pessimistic i think it will and there will be a point where it happens but it's something that i think will happen it's simultaneously like a really gradual thing and something that will just sort of happen and we won't realize it yeah if that makes sense like it will it has it takes a long time to do it has to be ingrained but i think there will be a turning point where you suddenly realize that it's not something that's on the agenda anymore it's not something you have to talk about you don't have to see if films pass the Beckfield test and like
0: they just do or they don't and that's okay yeah, because the are uh, stupid. You know, and maybe they'll think
1: of a new set that
0: actually works <laughs> well it's like you know it's kind of it's it's what we're saying i i mean i write i write stuff not every play can can have two women in it with named characters also not every play can have two men in it who are named you know it's yeah. It, 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 it will, we will get to the point and it is, it's hiring and kind of linking back to our conversation to the end of our conversation last week um, hiring people who do it I hope that people go like okay so let's get somebody who's just out of the box an out of the box thinker for a movie they're like you know what let's get Taika Waititi and I'm like how about yeah love him love his work great director how about you also see what other talent there is yeah. in new zealand in australia in taiwan in
1: yeah definitely of like not letting yeah hang on you're concerned uh oh no it's fine my my thingy stopped recording for a hot sec but i don't think i said
0: i don't Aye. think i said anything
1: anyway but i just i was talking and the thing wasn't moving okay
0: oh yes, no noise i will it's i'll fine. get it together um yeah. Uh, but yeah no like we're like we we've almost done 50 minutes but i also know there's going to be a lot of editing to this and cutting things down so we're going to cut off we're going to stop soon um i just want to so like what but you know we're going to round up in a minute um what would you say this movie is about? I kind of want to summarise because we spoke a lot about identity and I think identity is the main thing for me, but I wondered if, if you had anything. Um,
1: you know, honestly, I think it is about identity. I think something we didn't necessarily talk about is like family as part of that because we talked about like yeah. identity in terms of his community and in terms of the way that relates with like the Western world. But I think it's also a film about family and about, Sort of being abandoned, and about what happens when, like, his dad comes back into his life, and sort of the dynamics of that and the effects of it. Um, and it's mm. a film about like growing up. Like, I think it is a coming of age film to an extent. Yeah, hundred percent. Not to an extent, it just is. It's a, like it's about growing up, and it's about identity and family. I'd say.
0: Well, because it is, it's, it's, it's about a kid called Boy, which is one of the best metaphoric yet still on the nose way of saying that this kid doesn't really know who he is like he's just a boy um and like like one of the better parts of it is when he goes back to his friends and he kind of like i i do love that that notion of hey you guys are the people i should be with i i can ignore the traditional um like way i'm supposed to behave i believe that my dad is is the solution i believe that this kind of concept of money and and living well is is how i should be living but no you know what sometimes you just need to smoke weed with your friends <laughs>
1: yeah basically <laughs> um That's the moral
0: which is of the story. That's the moral. The moral of the story is sometimes you just got to smoke weed with your friends. You hear me? I'll get you a contact to your local dealer. Um, Everybody. Everybody, fuck lockdown. Okay. The first thing you got to do after you finish listening to this podcast is go smoke a joint with your closest buddy. Yeah. I've been CJ Simon. This has been the Minus Media Podcast. No. um, (laughs) Um... I just I, oh, it, it kind of just to just show that we were watching it poignantly to say that I really loved the whole eye thing like that. He was carving that um, and, and the fact that he, he, him carving wood is something that his dad did. So it's, it's not completely rejecting your past and, 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 and kind of that side of, of who he is. But um, the, the, the moment that his, carving is completed is the moment where he confronts his uh, incomplete outlook on the world um and kind of kicks his dad out so it you know i structurally speaking i really like this movie bit dead in some points um bit, you know there, there are inconsistencies with characters like rocky and everything else but Eh, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll give it another watch in like a couple months' time and, and reconsider. Did you like this movie? What you I really think like this liked
1: movie? movie. I think it. I think something with Taika Waititi is that it's just really nice, nicely like heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time, and it's so fun to watch. But <laughs> I didn't like this as much as I liked Time for the World of People in terms of comedy. I think, yeah, possibly like emotion-wise and the sort of. Growing up, nature of it, and identity sort of stuff makes it not necessarily relatable, but sort of like comparable to real life, I guess, like my life. Hmm. <laughs> but you'd like, like it's definitely... something I think a lot of people can yeah, resonate it with. Resonates is the best way of putting it. Um, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as I liked for the World of People*. I just don't think it was as funny. Like,
0: what would what you give the... it? What number would you uh, give
1: it? I would give it. I'm gonna give it a eight out of ten. I think it
0: eight I I don't
1: know. I think I give everything an (laughs) eight. I really, really like I really enjoyed it. It was a film that I came away from and kept thinking about and it made me happy but also like made me cry. Because what does it
0: I I as much as I I will give it praise, I'm gonna give it like a six point five, maybe a six um just it like yeah um i i I, there was about the hour mark i was waiting for the movie to finish and then it kind of picked up again but any moment i'm aware of how long the movie's been going on for and questioning when it's gonna end i I, i'm like no this movie has a very short
1: movie as well
0: Mm, yeah that's the thing i looked at it i was like there's 20 minutes left and like what there are 20 minutes left and those 20 minutes didn't feel like didn't feel like a sitcom like you know like a sitcom is is a wonderful thing because it it really well paced it's 21 23 minutes long but it feels like fucking two seconds because you're just watching it you're laughing it's good sitcoms anyway um but so 5.5 based on our conversation the
1: politics of it the politics of it is interesting because because it's like a comedy and it's not like trying to say anything, I think the politics of it is less, it's not as obvious but it's also I think it's one that I sort of thought yeah that would be great, there will be loads to think about and talk about but then when we sort, when I sort of started thinking about what we would talk about, I couldn't pinpoint much, if that makes sense hmm um, yeah I'd, I don't really know what I'd give the message I think I give it high scores for sort of being a representation of, like, identity and, like, the indigenous New Zealand culture. Um, But I don't know. I find it really hard to rate the politics when we do this. I don't know why. I just...
0: It's okay. You you either will get better better at it, or you'll stay as bad, and it will just be a, a feature. Of the podcast. <laughs> at least he doesn't know how to bring Um, head. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, um... It's
1: kind of like it's good. It's got a good message, but it's also not like striking
0: necessarily. S- see, I I I re- I I never want us to get a metric, uh, because I think it's so much fun just having it really subjective. I would give this movie. An eight. Um, this is like the first time I've ever given a point higher than yeah. you have. Um, I'd give it an eight because I think in Taika Watiti, he doesn't, he clearly doesn't want to be typecast as the indigenous creator. And I say clearly because I've read interviews where he has stated that he doesn't want to be typecast as any specific thing. And in doing that, he's made a lot of interesting and brilliant work, which I think you have to talk about it in um, in that view, in that lens, because politically, that is what he is doing. He is he's he's representing without othering people, um, and I I think that's a wonderful thing. That's a marvelous thing. Um, it could be something that maybe was said a bit more. There are aspects of the movie that I I I think don't travel beyond New Zealand, but it doesn't yeah. have to. Um, uh, but yeah, so 8, eight out of 10 nice. and yeah, what, just quickly whilst we whilst we wrap up are you watching anything or listening to anything recently uh, that you've enjoyed?
1: Um, yeah, on a similar sort of vein well, I say similar, geographically similar, and something I was going to bring up in the conversation and didn't um, me and my family have been watching an Australian sitcom called Kath and Kim about a mother and daughter in Australia like an older daughter, I think she's like 30 or something and the mum's 60 and it's just really yeah. funny. It's just a really good, like, light-hearted sitcom, really stupid, really fun time. Mm. Um, but that has the same sort of thing as there's certain scenes There's these characters they have at, like, super, at shops, they have these two women who work at the tills who are just, like, a, a, a reoccurring scene. They don't have a storyline. But they talk in an <laughs> accent. And I think the way they talk and what they say would be hilarious to me if they were a if i was australian and like it's like having like <laughs> some really like strong geordie accents or something like in the show mm. but to us it's just like huh? but that's just a really <laughs> nice light hearted show that i've been enjoying
0: okay um i will recommend riz ahmed's the long goodbye um in in all its different forms it's a short film uh to start off with it's a concept album uh with two brilliant pieces of spoken word one called the breakup one called uh where you from uh and it's essentially about uh firstly just being a person of color being somebody who is not from initially the uk um but who is by all means somebody who is a uk citizen um feeling as though uh, you are being broken up with by, by sort of Great Britain feeling as though you do not belong and that people uh, within Britain don't think you belong. And it's wonderful. Uh, where You From is a poem that really interrogates uh, and talks about the often used phrase, where you from? No. Where you really from? Asked to so many people who are not white but live in a place that is majoritively white. Um and kind of the effects of that so highly recommend that riz Ahmed is a i he's a great actor i did not know that he was such a wonderful uh mc because there's a lot of like hip-hop uh style raps and and, uh, songs so give it a listen it's only 30 so uh, the project overall is 40 minutes but uh like it's a 10 minute short film and then 32 minutes of kind of skits and songs and spoken word. Um, But as for that, I think we uh, we've covered everything we can. Um, If you want to, uh, if you can follow us on SoundCloud, please do Uh, give us a like. If you enjoyed this episode, Uh, we will have this up on Spotify, SoundCloud and iTunes. I don't think this episode will go up on YouTube just yet um and yeah if you want to contact us you can hit us up hit us up on our twitter which is in all of that stuff twitter instagrams Facebooks. it's all down below um you can email us at uh the folly team at mindlessfolly.com that's the f-o-l-i-e team at mindlessfolly.com uh also that information will be below thank you for listening next week i don't know what we'll be doing do you know what we'll be no, doing lucy uh, possibly a marvel
1: film if we still want to do that
0: yeah, we may be doing a Marvel film. Who knows? We don't know. Fun times, that's what happens during lockdown. Um, I've been CJ Simon.
1: I've okay, been Lucy Bug.
0: And this has been the Mindless Media Podcast. Thank you for listening. Brilliant.